This is Stormtrooper 1. In case you were just way too busy to listen to our last show, this is what you missed. Like, there were actual people complaining that he was 190 years old. Like, it didn't make sense. And uh, why doesn't it make sense? Well, he's an if, alien. If, if you haven't realized, he's a fucking Wookiee. <laughs> he's a fucking Wookiee. He's not human, bro. <laughs> Well, science says Wookiees only live to be 155. Go drown yourself in some bacteria water. Go drown yourself. And David, I don't condone raping, but Dave, go ahead and try to dock with them as well. (laughs) Warning from the back to tank contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue. We would be honored if you would join us. How are you feeling? Your latest workups on your condition indicate that all damage has been reversed. Recovery is total. I believe you have been quite fortunate. No further thanks are necessary, Commander, but you are most welcome. It is my function and pleasure as a matter of royal to help and heal human beings. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. All right, hello everybody. Welcome to Star Wars from the Back to Tank. I am Michael Flores, your host, and I'm in the studio, the cockpit, and the Sarlacc pit. Uh, with um, David Sabal. Hello. Hello, everyone. May the Force be with us. Yes. May the Force be with us and for the next two weeks because fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. That Solo is going to be a fantastic movie. It's going to save Star Wars. It's going to reverse the toxic environment that has taken over the Star Wars fandom. We need this, right? This yes, needs to need, be a win. We need balance in the Star Wars universe right now. And Last Jedi has brought a great darkness over us. Yeah. And we don't want the franchise to be thrown in to, to the Sarlacc pack. <laughs> it doesn't have a jetpack like Boba Fett. No, it doesn't have a jetpack. It's not going to survive. It will not survive. So, all right. We got a lot of things to get through, Dave. Uh, it's been about, what, two, three weeks from our since our last show? Oh, yeah. The, the funny part was, remember, before that, there wasn't much going out. But now that Solo is just around the corner, all of a sudden, just about everything that we wanted started coming out of the woodworks when it comes to Star Wars news. Yeah, absolutely. Now, if you guys are new listeners, where can people find us, Dave? They can find us on Stitcher and iTunes. Just search Star Wars from the back to tank. Leave us reviews. Give us thumbs up. Tell people you love us. You like us. You dislike us. You, you think we're disagree with us. You think we're too nerdy. Whatever it may be. Talk to us. Communicate with us. Twitter at from back to right yes yeah communicate we we love to hear from people all right so dave let's let's jump into this all right now first off we have to say there were a lot of people that were not very happy with our thoughts on the idea of recasting princess leia if you remember dave yes (laughs) we discussed that in depth on our last show yeah and there were people that were outright laughing out loud at our thoughts on it. And it was mockery. It was is mockery. what it was. It was mockery. It was mockery. And friendly mockery. But they don't actually explain why they disagree with us and why they should have her die off screen and then put it into the Star Wars title sequence. And maybe it goes back, maybe our opinions are less aligned when it comes to this. When because to we this. are very much aligned with the Star Wars fan base for the most part. But you gotta remember, I mean, even even with Myself the last time I was really torn trying to actually separate being a realist as a filmmaker and being a being a fanboy. Remember, you even called it out. You're like, you're being too much of a fanboy. I'm like, yes, I know. Yeah. But with this, it's really difficult. It is. But for the most part, Dave, we are aligned with the Star Wars fan base, meaning we, we share similar thoughts for the most part. Otherwise, our show wouldn't wouldn't. It would fall on deaf ears almost every week and we wouldn't have a listenership. So obviously uh, people like what we say for the most part. And they care. But when it comes to this, maybe we are looking at it more in a practical or objective way rather than being a Star Wars freak about it. Because, yes, and I said this in the last show, as a Star Wars fan, 
as an uber Star Wars fan, yes, I, I don't want to see them recast. But as an objective overlord of sorts and understanding the way the business works, if this was any other movie, that's what you would do because it, it would be considered very poor writing for you to kill a character off to kill a character off screen and then put what happened in a title crawl. Can you imagine if any other movie did that, Dave? It'd be terrible. Yeah. If you, if you have, and the more I thought about it, I'm like, you know what? Harry Potter did it. Yep. Now, that's a, that, that's a much younger fan base. But that. also, it was done in the second movie, right? Yes. So it was long before the franchise really got going. So that that is a good example, but it also... People may say, well, that's also Harry Potter after one movie. We're dealing with Star Wars and the mythology of Star Wars and the love affair we all have with Carrie Fisher. I mean, she's the lady of so many of our dreams. I mean, how many of us have whacked it to her throughout the years? <laughs> oh, many, many, yeah. many times. That poster is very sticky. Oh, what? <laughs> Dude, have you not had that poster of her in the... the yeah, but my posters aren't getting sticky, David. <laughs> We well, gotta aim. I'm not whipping the tauntaun out, okay? <laughs> You're being a gentleman about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So, first bit of news, Dave. John Favreau's Star Wars series will be set between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens. The show will take place seven years, according to reports that actually came out last night. Seven years after Return of the Jedi, apparently Favreau was was shaking hands and kissing babies during the red carpet premiere of Solo. There was a lot of people. Yeah, there was a lot of people that was a surprise to see at the Solo red carpet premiere. Yeah, people that haven't really shown up in years past. Yep. The Star Wars events, uh, if unless they're associated directly with that movie, uh, they're not showing up. So the fact that there was a lot of faces, Ewan McGregor was there, a few other old school names as well popped in. And of course, Favreau was there because he's directly involved with Lucasfilm now. I mean, he's doing a TV show and in this in this generation or this era of connected franchises. And of course, we already know Star Wars is doing the connected universe as well. Of course, they should and they better be. Uh, His TV show is very relevant to anything we see now moving forward. And the fact that this is going to be the first live action TV series that we've ever had. Yeah, we've had some one offs. We've had those movie specials, the Ewok specials, but an actual ongoing live action TV series, Dave. We've never we've never gotten this before. It's always been a Star Wars fans dream because like this has been a, a very long time that a lot of people have been wondering why do, why don't they make that jump why why haven't they done it lucas tried to do it in the past there's the the very very well known and very well documented uh time that kevin smith jumped in to help george lucas try to get a live action uh series done and it was like it was like a theorized that it might be on hbo right. and stuff yep. and up to this point, it's kind of like, yeah, we're we're waiting for them to make that big gigantic leap now because you gotta remember the whole time that Star Wars was bought out by Disney, everyone started seeing like this cross media juggernaut that they were trying to build. They were trying to build a, a a franchise that crossed over to all sorts of media, whether it be TV, books, comic books, uh, video games, anything. They wanted to actually get the franchise out there in all sorts of media. So the last one that everyone was waiting for was a TV show because they already succeeded in a in an animated animated TV show. And you know, interesting enough, or interestingly, I should say, they waited quite a long time for this to happen. Yeah, I, I know what Disney has now owned Lucasfilm for about what five years, roughly. Yeah, about, about five, five years now. About five years. That was when the big merger happened. And I think that that's one of the first things that a lot of fans thought was going to happen right off the bat was we were going to get a TV show, boom, right there. And we did. We got Star Wars Rebels. But I think this live action thing has been festering for so long amongst the fandom that I think we just assumed that's what we're going to get. But now looking at everything, I feel like five years was probably the best route to go in terms of when to release your TV show, because now you have room to play. If they had released a live action show from the get go, they would be, it would really be hard for the writers to find where they can write because not all 
there wasn't a lot established yet in the new era of Star Wars. There were areas they couldn't go into. There was too many of those black holes. Like, don't go this way because we're doing a movie here. Don't go this way because we're doing a TV show here. Don't go up because we have comic books. Don't go down. So it was. It would would have been really difficult for the writers to really find a solid some solid ground to write a story. But now that Force Awakens has come out, Return of the Jedi, obviously we know that movie for 30 plus years now, but now that force Wiggins has come out. Now we have an area of time that we can explore yeah. uh, without worrying about stepping all over what happened in the force awakens. Now, according to this article, the verge, uh, they spoke or they're quoting from various interviews that Favaro did on the red carpet. All right. So solo, a star Wars story premiered last night. And on the red carpet, Iron Man director John Favreau revealed a bit of news about his upcoming live-action Star Wars show. It'll be set in the period between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens. Now, before I move any further. All right. Seven years after Return of the Jedi. Is this the continuation of Ezra's story? Is this the Ahsoka and Sabine? (laughs) Is Dave Filoni going to actually end up serving as maybe a creative producer, not a writer, because that's Favreau. We've all, we already know Favreau's the showrunner. He's going to be running things. So that kind of makes sense, right? With the way Star Wars Rebels ended, which was after Return of the Jedi, and Filoni's new project, which we're going to talk about that in a moment, is not seven years after Return of the Jedi. It's way into the future. Yeah, that is way into the future, but I mean, like, which I think, and they already established who's going to be, who that show is going to be about, which again, we're going to get into get into that in a moment, but it looks like all the, everything's pointing to the fact that this may be the story that continues Ezra's story or Sabine and Ahsoka, which would be interesting, but also it has me wondering, well, how long, how long does it take Sabine to go find Ezra? Because if you think about it, okay, Return of the Jedi, we know that basically the end of Rebels, that last episode took place right after Return of the Jedi, when they basically said that everything, every the Empire has fallen. So Yeah, but we also don't know exactly how much time it took for Sabine to realize after the events of Return of the Jedi to say, hey, what Ezra wanted me to do was go, find him. go look for him. So we don't know. We just get the idea that a lot of time has passed. Because she just tells a story, of course, that was done through a montage of events that had transpired during, you know, during and after the tail end of, uh, I should say, the tail end of of the season finale of Star Wars Rebels. So I don't know. I I know there's going to be some fans that are probably not very happy because they feel very protective of Dave Filoni's material. And I think a lot of people think that Ezra, uh, particularly Ahsoka, is kind of Filoni's creation. Yeah. But we're also not dealing with one man's story here. We're dealing with a large, bigger picture. So maybe they are handing off this storyline to another showrunner TV writing crew now because Dave Filoni doesn't really own any of this. And you got to say something. It'd be really interesting. For me, this looks like, you know, Disney's still trying to actually find how powerful Star Wars as a franchise is by doing little experiments like this. So let's take two very popular characters the past maybe one or two years and take them from one media and bring them into another and see how it goes. Right. Now because that will prove that their 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 marketing their marketing strategy of cross media will be successful. Yeah. Now There is also a tweet from Dan Casey. He says this is an exclusive that John Favreau confirms that his live action Star Wars series, like we just said, takes place seven years after the Battle of Endor. And it will feature all new characters using cutting edge technology. And he says, a la the Jungle Book. Which which the if. It, it's very underrated, but the the technology that the, was used in the Jungle Book was amazing. Yeah, I saw it. 
there was a lot of good things about. Well, Favreau's a good director. Period. The guy, the guy knows what he's doing. Whether you're interested in the in the actual content or the story he's exploring, I, I think isn't the point. The point is that Favreau is able to. If you look at the guy's career, the guy is diverse. The guy can do kid stuff. The guy can do adult stuff. In fact, that's how he started with Swingers. Uh-huh. Uh, the guy can do action. So. I feel first off, I think we said this when the news was released that Favreau would be doing the TV show. I was happy about it. Yeah, he's it was a good a, choice. It was a good choice. I mean, the the thing is, we know that they've been uh, Kathleen Kennedy and uh, the higher ups of LucasArts and Disney have been trying to bring in new blood when it comes to filmmaking. I think the new blood that should come in is uh, Kathleen Kennedy. Like, let's get rid of her. <laughs> And uh, just make Favreau in charge of everything. Favreau in charge of everything. <laughs> just joking. I love you, Kathleen Kennedy. All right. So next bit of news, Dave, is pretty much in tune with uh, what we were just talking about. And it is of, co- is, of course, the Star Wars Resistance animation that was announced a few weeks back. And this is actually Dave Filoni's next project. And you and I, and I think the way Rebels ended... I think a lot of us just assumed that we would be getting an ongoing story pertaining to Ahsoka. Yeah, it would be a trilogy. She was kind of the common uh, element that kept Clone Wars connected so closely to Star Wars Rebels. But that's not the case. Apparently, Star Wars Resistance is something totally different. Uh, Disney announced that it has begun production on a new animated Star Wars show, which will debut later this fall. So less than a year away in the U.S. on the Disney Channel, Star Wars Resistance will be set just before the events of the Force Awakens and will follow a pilot named Kasuda Zeno, who is recruited into the Resistance movement. Uh, The show is created by Dave Filoni, who is also behind Lucasfilm's other two animated shows, The Clone Wars and Rebels. He notes that Resistance was inspired by, he says, my interest in World War II aircraft and fighter pilots and says the look of the show will be inspired by anime. Now, I'm a big anim- Japanese animation buff. What about you? I am. I, I, if you, uh, a lot of fans might remember that basically there was a uh, fan-made yep. trailer of yep. the TIE Fighter series. Yep, and it was a huge. It went. It was. It went viral it, multiply at, at different times. It went viral when it first came out, and then like a year later, it went viral again. Every time someone discovers it and a blog posts about it, it blows up again. It was a huge, huge thing amongst the Star Wars fandom, and it became such a big thing that basically even even like the filmmakers in in Rebels started paying homage to it. Yep, and so in one of the episodes this, uh, the in the last season, they paid homage to that uh, Tie Fighter uh, short film. And I honestly think that if you think back into history with like George Lucas, how he started, it all started with George Lucas's one of his inspirations that he constantly talks to is about those old World War II films, right? About the, well, the he, dog even, he even did one after he left Star Wars, uh, Red Tails, Red Tails, yeah. yeah. And I like the fact that basically Filoni is still carrying kind of like the. The, the torch, the torch for George Lucas. Someone's got to, right? Jesus, I think so. I mean, without uh, whether you are a George Lucas fan or not, if I was working in modern day Lucas film, I would have a basement much like Palpatine did, and um, in the Tarkin novel, and we would uh, worship George, George Lucas, Lucas. Just and we would the, the we would meditate in the darkness and reminisce about the good old days of George Lucas <laughs> and pay homage. And we would sacrifice many virgins. And um, yeah, what do you think? You think we should do that? I think I think that works. I think that works. I, I it's like funny because I mentioned to you off off the air was like saying that I used to remember that everyone under the sun hated George Lucas. Now, if you look at it, we all want him back. Yeah, I, it's, I, it's I, so I, hilarious. I've never hated George Lucas. The I guy's never... amazing. I I was disappointed with a few decisions, but it's very different than hate. I love the dude. I never understood the, when I take a look at it, I never understood the hate on George Lucas because it's kind of like, you know, without George Lucas, we wouldn't have Star Wars. Yeah, there's no hate anymore. It's gone. It's gone. Now yeah. now everyone's like hoping he comes back like the second coming I of Jesus. I need you. I need you, George. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the show, as I was saying, is created by Dave Filoni, and it's going to be borrowing some cues from the Japanese animation world, which 
That in itself may be a big get for this show. It may end up bringing in other fans because animation, Japanese animation is hugely successful. And also Dave Filoni, I don't know if you remember this, David. This isn't a new thing for Dave Filoni. He actually started his career working on an animation, which I would consider an animation. And that's Avatar, The Last Airbender. Yeah. That was his show. That was his show. So him delving into familiar waters again, it might be fun to see what he does with this. Uh, The show has cast uh, Bobby Mohoyanahan from Saturday Night Live, Christopher Sean, Hawaii Five-O, Susie McGrath, uh, Scott Lawrence, Myrna Valesco, and Josh Brenner. And you got to remember that Oscar Isaacs and Gwendolyn uh, Christie are going to be coming back, too. So that's actually kind of cool. Yeah, so alongside the new characters, they are going to be bringing some familiar faces. BB-8, Poe Dameron, and Captain Phasma. I don't know if how I feel about that. Like, number one, I, I don't think it needs to be said that Filoni, I'm a huge fan of Filoni and his work. So I have confidence in this. But why bring back Captain Phasma again? Let the bitch die. <laughs> you know, she had the opportunity to be such a fucking cool character, right? I think the problem was, was the fact that they hyped her up so much. And then let it die, let it die, David. Yeah. They were like, like, oh shit, we don't have anything about her. <laughs> they failed twice. Yes. Her, let's I, I she failed three that. times. Okay. Because the comic book didn't, wasn't that successful. The book was a success. But then you read the book and you're like, well, how come we didn't see this badass in any of the scenes in the movie? So it actually hurts her scenes in the movie more than anything. Just let her die. Yeah. When you fail, let that character just fall away. This is this represents a stubbornness that I I don't think we've ever seen, even in the glory days of Star Wars. Okay, during the prequel era, let's say. Jar Jar Binks, right, was hated upon. Lucas, being firm in his stance on characters he wants in his shows, kept Jar Jar in all three movies. But what did he do with him? He he toned him down, muted his character, and put him into the background. But still gave him purpose, though, if you think about it. Still gave him purpose. There's something weird going on with this new era of Star Wars where they're forcing things down our throat. If it didn't work, don't try it again. Why do you think suddenly the fans are going to be like, yeah, great. And if you are going to try again, then give it a real try. Yes. Where, cause in last Jedi, that wasn't a real try with no. Captain Phasma. No, that was just, it was, it was rinse out. and repeat. So them doing it again down this cartoon, it makes me wonder is, is Gwendolyn fucking somebody? Is she like giving up the, some, the goods to stay on board is that inappropriate for me to say that, Dave? <laughs> Maybe a little. Maybe a little. What about Poe Dameron? Is he giving up the goods, too? <laughs> no, we actually like his character. But you know what this makes me afraid of, Dave? Because it would, number one, we would not have, in, there would be no other character of relevance in a cartoon like this unless their purpose was done. So, what does that say about episode nine? Poe Dameron probably will have zero, zero time, zero time, and zero relevance on the story moving into episode nine because you're not going to take Ray, you're not going to take Kylo Ren, you're not going to take Finn and put them into a cartoon before episode nine has premiered. The fact that they're doing this tells me that the Poe Dameron's importance, the emphasis on his character, is done. Which is he's going to have almost zero relevance, and he almost had zero relevance in the last movie as well. Sadly, oh, dude, let, let's be let's be honest. He had zero relevance. I mean, the only reason why they he was put just him there, there to be a macho and piss all over the place and piss all over. Oh, the place, I'm so yeah. angry! A woman's telling me what to do. <laughs> exactly. He he just played a stereotype in the Last Jedi, which was sad because in the fur. First movie, he seemed like a really interesting character. That could oh, I, I love him. I think Oscar Isaac's is fantastic, and Poe Dameron and the the chemistry between him and Fenn, even though it was very uh, short lived because it was at the beginning and the end, I felt like it really worked to create that old camaraderie that Star Wars had between Han Solo, 
Luke and Leia. And to yeah. see Ray, Poe, and Finn playing off on each other, I thought it was really cool. And even to the point where Poe, for the first time, officially met Ray at the end of The Last Jedi. Last Jedi. I loved that. But now the story in Last Jedi became so so convoluted and filled with a bunch of useless characters that the three characters we were supposed to worry about from based on force awakens poe ray and finn kind of we kind of lost sight of them and that's sad because it feels like now they're just moving on like well you know what it didn't work. all right we're just going to put his character in this cartoon and dave do you agree they wouldn't they wouldn't put poe dameron in a cartoon unless they were pretty much done with the character right no i agree i agree because you're you're taking the character back marketing relevance wise because the biggest relevance that he could have is in the movies but you're going to put him in a animated tv show that's probably going to be on like a on uh, on a smaller revenue why why waste that yeah you know you already know that basically they could have just used anybody else they came out with new characters it worked in star wars rebels they didn't rely on older characters yeah older characters showed up in star wars rebels but it was like one off cameos like all okay here we're going to establish this but it's going to m- make sense and it's going to matter to the story but when you start hearing things like oh this is going to tell the story of the beef between uh poe dameron and and uh um Captain Phasma, it's like, we do we need to know that? You know what I mean? And it's kind of like, for me, I'm like with you. Just let Captain Phasma go. She was a cool character. I wish they would have done better, but you know what? End it because you didn't give her. You didn't give her character a good ending anyhow. And I don't know what you could do now with the character because Last Jedi destroyed her. And then, in regards to Poe. I'm in the stance that basically in, in in Last Jedi they just assassinated Poe's character. Absolutely, they they basically it, said it was a character assassination. Yeah, it, 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 what are you going to do with him? Yeah, not saying he's not going to be in the next movie. Obviously, it'd feel very weird for him not to be in the next movie. No, no, but but he's not. I, you're I don't not, think you're he's going to be like a major thing now. No, you're not because you want to save what could what could be done with him. Like what's going to happen with this character and the fact that they're willing to start using him and side media it, it waves some red flags they, they're does. done they're done with this character it waves red flags in regards to marketing yeah. if you know marketing that's like a major red flag right and i'm not talking about the, the forces of destiny i know there might be people out there dave saying well ray is in forces of destiny <laughs> yeah but those are like three minute bullshit episodes episodes that don't really even matter and they're not really connected to anything even though yes it's canon but come on but force of the destiny more or less is focused to be for kids that's all it is it's for the kids dave for the children for the children for the children all right dave we need to go to a break and then when we get back we're going to jump into all the news surrounding star wars solo this will be our last our last say a bit I, i i guess you can say our last word on solo before we see it because we get to see it two weeks before it comes out. Yes. I'm not supposed to say that our PR rep might be listening and uh, (laughs) I'm going to receive a cease and desist. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be right back. Get more Star Wars discussions every month with the Back to Tank Patreon exclusive shows. From Star Wars comics and book reviews to speculative discussions and breakdowns. All when you pledge to our Patreon page. What? Go to patreon.com slash Digital for more details. As you wish. Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff that will spice up your bedroom is even better. Just go to adamandeve.com and select almost any one item for 50% off, and then we'll load on the free stuff. Just enter this very exclusive code, DEAL30, at checkout, and you'll get 10 tantalizing free gifts, including a sexy item for him, a special toy for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. Ooh. 
And for your viewing pleasure, six free spicy movies on DVD. Plus... Free shipping! Always sent in discreet packaging. So go to adamandeve.com now. Get 50% off plus 10 free gifts when you enter the exclusive offer code DEAL30. Again, that's DEAL30. Because without it, no free stuff. That's DEAL30 at adamandeve.com. The Rain Man Show. The Rain Man Show. Uh, We got a gem from Florida. Uh, okay. Pensacola woman mistakes 37 week pregnancy for bad Chinese food. <laughs> what? <laughs> she was actually 37 weeks pregnant. She was on the verge of giving birth to her second son. She's already been pregnant before. You Dude, this idiot. is like, how were you drunk the entire pregnancy before this? Probably. So uh, she called off work at 5 a.m. And an hour later, as the pain worsened, she woke her fiance up because they needed to call an ambulance. The stomach's. The stomach pains were excruciating and I could hardly move. I think it was about 6.30 a.m. Wake up. This goddamn orange chicken's ripping a hole in me. Hold on. Wake up, Jen. Wake up. I think I eat too much at the local Chinese buffet. I told you too much of that moose shoe pork was going to do this. Oh, please. I, I need to go to the emergency room. Oh, please. One time I heard my cousin Elvira tell me something similar happened to her. She ate at the local little Chinese restaurant and she almost died. Dad. She had cream with some young guy. Um, I should have had the steamed rice. <laughs> it escalated so quickly that I was having contractions, and we figured out kind of what was going on, because at first we really didn't know what was going on. But there was a doctor. Uh, she said it was possible for a woman to learn of her pregnancy just hours before going into labor, but in her 20 years of practice, she's only witnessed it three times. Oh, please. Something's happened to my, my bowels. My bowels? You gotta take me to your emergency room, Jethro, please. I don't know what's happening. Oh, God. All right. Golly, get, please, get in the goddamn airboat. We'll drive on down to the For local. For some reason, the Chinese bus is coming out of my pussy. I don't know why. <laughs> 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 For more Rain Man, visit RainManShow.com. Have you missed an episode of DC on CW? If you have, this is what you've missed. Yeah. Sure, son. And story over. Yeah, okay. exactly. And scene. Uh, <laughs> Fuck, we're going to need like 35 more minutes of cape shit. Oh, boy. <laughs> wow. Would that no. have been a doozy of an episode? Tell you what. <laughs> Why didn't they just do that? Training montage cape. Throw my cape now. Try to get some bad guys down on the ground and throw them up into the air and knock someone out. Really good on the improv. <laughs> I am beyond impressed right now. <laughs> good Damn. job. Good job. Thanks, guys. Uh, yeah, uh, that would have been. <laughs> I don't even know what to do now. I feel like we're done. Well, Bye. 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 Bye, guys. Have a good night. Mike, I got the next promo. <laughs> don't miss DC on CW every week on Rain Man Digital, covering topics from Supergirl, The Flash, Arrow, and Legends of Tomorrow. Admiral, we're in position. All fighters accounted for. Proceed with the countdown. All groups assume attack coordinates. Don't worry, my friend's down there. You'll have that shield down on time. Oh, this will be the shortest offensive of all time. Oh, crap. Prepare to jump into hyperspace on my mark. All right, stand by. All right, welcome back, everybody. Star Wars from the back of the tank. Trying to get a few things situated here in the studio. <laughs> hey, you know what? Things happen when you're doing live radio. Hey, that's why we dropped that beat. Yeah. Okay. All right, Dave. So we do have some solo news to get to. But first, I want to make sure people that are listening live know that they can always find us on demand. If they miss a part of the broadcast, they can always find us on iTunes and Stitcher 
All they have to do is search Star Wars from the back to tank. Also, Dave, we have the Rain Man digital app, which is an app for our network with every show we do on this network, including the Star Wars show. Uh, and you have, can find that on the iTunes app store as well as Google Play. Just yep. search Rain Man Digital, download the app. You get push notifications when we go live, push notifications when we have new shows that are on demand. Uh, so we keep you in the loop. You're in the know rather than having to wait sometimes three or four hours when iTunes decides to push that notification saying, hey, there's a new episode. We tell you right away, especially if we're live. There's no, And you can listen live directly from the app. Yeah. So good things. Good things to look for. All right, so let's get into the solo news. Han Solo has premiered, has premiered last night. Or it was the typical red carpet Hollywood premiere is what it was. Dude, but that was a big Hollywood premiere. I mean, last night, if you saw a lot of the reports last night, holy crap, I've never seen. I think it was as just as packed and exciting for the red carpet premiere as uh avengers yeah i was surprised that they made a big deal about it in the news well there's a few things and we haven't had a moment to really discuss this but my enthusiasm for this movie i'm a little afraid because (laughs) my enthusiasm is through the roof and i wasn't excited about this movie for a lot of reasons when they announced it i was just like well we don't really need a han solo story there's plenty of other things we can do and we've already discussed why they chose to go with solo it's an easy sell and yes. that's what Star Wars is trying to do right now. They're trying to find those those easy ways to sell certain ideas rather than throwing people into a category, possibly throwing them into this area of like, well, I don't know what this is. This is an easy sell. And that's what Hollywood will always do. They'll always go for those easy sells. And that's why they're doing this. But I wasn't really excited. I was like, yeah, I'm going to see it. It's Star Wars. I'm sure it's going to be fun. But as time has gone by, Ron Howard being brought on board, we find out that it's going to be a Western in a lot of ways. It's a train heist film. I start getting more and more excited. But now, Dave, they're doing something that they didn't even do with The Last Jedi. We are officially press. In the state of Arizona, we are on the press list. We get all the screenings and all the premieres out here. And we have never... In the five years that we've been doing this, we have never received a an early review of a movie more than two weeks away. Yes. N- never. Never. We get it usually four or five days out. If the movie comes out on Friday, we get it on Tuesday or Monday. Yeah. We and- have never received a screening two weeks in advance, which tells me, Dave, they are fucking confident with this movie because they would not allow people to see this movie like us two weeks before the premiere unless they knew they had a hit on their hands because they don't want to run the risk of terrible word of mouth that would destroy the potential for a successful box office weekend weekend yeah they're just not going to do it and there there's certain signs there's certain red flags as a as a person in the know in the film industry, you look for to tell if a, a project has bad, I, I hate to say it, bad intentions. Right. And one of the biggest things is number one, if they do not allow even like a review to ever happen, that's like one of the biggest red flags. And didn't they do that with last Jedi? Yes. Didn't they close off and refuse to let critics come in to review the movie? Yeah, not till like one week. Yeah. It was one week In prior. fact, there was controversy around that decision. Do you remember Disney refused to let certain people in? And then other journalists said, well, then we're not going to cover this either. They were trying to only bring in people that they knew would give them positive, positive, positive word of mouth. Word of mouth. Now, which now in retrospect, you look back, I'm like, that should have been a red flag. Yeah, it should have been a red flag that Last Jedi wasn't the greatest of movies. And there were things that they were probably a little hesitant about. Uh, number one being the fact that the movie wasn't forget about the, your expectations. The movie just wasn't well written, period. There's no way around that. Um, whereas with this movie. It, it feels very different. There's a lot of enthusiasm from behind the scenes. And a lot of that, Dave, can be the fact that they're trying to save face and, they're, and they know that there was a lot of negativity around Last Jedi and they are saying, shit, we need to like 
present this movie in a united front. Everyone needs to be on board promoting. Let's bring in some old faces, which we're going to get into that in a second at yep. these camp at these uh at these at this premiere so we can possibly spin the the rumor mill a bit and get people talking about potential cameos. So there's a lot of marketing that is uh positive happening, which is what any smart studio would do. But again, forget about the fact that these people a lot of these people are in the pockets of Disney. We already know that, Dave. I mean, look at Rotten Tomatoes. It's very easy to see. There's favors. There's favors in exchange for positive reviews. I, I, that isn't a new concept. That's been going around since the dawn of time. But the fact that they're opening this movie to regular reviewers, not people owned, not not the, the varieties or the Hollywood reporters where these people want good favors from Lucasfilm, the regular journalists are allowing to be able to view this movie two weeks in advance, which tells me the movie is going to be good. Yeah. And that's what, that's the thing is like, not only, yeah, I understand that everyone, just like what you said is saying, Oh, they're trying to actually spin this in more positively than the last Jedi. But in order to do that, you have to be confident in the project Yeah, in the very beginning, because you could be, you could say, Oh, we're going to have to do this more positively than last Jedi. But if the movie still, if if the production house looks at the movie and says, "Oh my God, this movie's terrible," they're not going to do it still because right. they'll they'll look like even more idiots. Yep. Now, Dave, this article says from Variety, it says the Star Wars franchise's latest highly anticipated prequel, Solo: A Star Wars Story, had its world premiere Thursday night. That was last night, and critics' early reactions are already rolling in. With full reviews embargoed embargoed until May 15th at 2 p.m., which our review will come out at the same time. Yes. Uh, film fans were quick to show. Oh, you know what? Before I say that, oh, we have not seen the movie yet. No, we have okay. not seen it. Which people may say, all right, well, today's the 11th and your review is coming out on Tuesday. You, you, I'm not allowed to say when the screening is. We're under very strict rules. Yes. Uh, and we run the risk of losing our press privileges if we talk about the screening and where it's at. And when it is so, but I can tell you this, we have not seen it. We have not seen, we it. have not seen it yet, but we will see it before the 15th, which is the official embargo. Yeah. Because and you gotta understand the red carpet premiere was last night. They're not going to let anybody see anything before the red carpet. Yeah. So the reviews are coming in are the reactions, not full reviews. And some of the first reactions below are very positive, Dave. Um, some people are saying go out and, uh, got out of Star Wars uh, solo and I'm completely floored. This movie seriously holds up. I was on the edge of my seat and had so much fun watching it. Uh, interviewing the stars of the film tomorrow. Okay, other people say really good. And most of the, the positivity is not based on Landau Carizian. Like I thought Donald Glover was going to steal the show because if you realize a lot of the promotion and a lot of the word of mouth or a lot of the buzz, I should say, has been, oh, Donald Glover as Lando looks great. But it's actually Alden Enreich. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of positivity after this premiere surrounding his swagger as Han Solo, which is all I wanted. I've said this time and time again. And I'm kind of setting the table now because our review will be out next week. Yeah. Of Solo. What have I said since the beginning? I don't expect this guy to be Harrison Ford. No. If you try, if you try to tackle something that way, you're setting yourself up for failure. failure yeah. I don't want to see you mimicking an actor's mannerisms and the little, you know, nuances of his performance. What I want to see is you understand the heart and soul of a character and then portray that character truthfully in your own way. And that's what I'm hoping to see that Alden has done. And, and, at the end of the day, the more I thought about this is kind of like at the end of the day, the success of this movie all rides on Alden Einreich because it has to, it has to, it has to. And everyone's like going, well, we can't be hard on it. We can't be hard on it because of him and stuff like that. But you got to be, no, because you can't be hard on it by expecting him to be Harrison, Harrison Ford. Ford. That's what you can't review the movie on. You have to review the movie on the heart and soul of the character. And if Alden can capture that, then that's a fucking win. We cannot judge this dude based on, no, oh, he didn't have the Harrison Ford sideways grin. <laughs> <laughs> like, Oh, go fuck yourselves. Just be Han Solo. Be Han Solo. Capture be the, character. the essence of the character and you will be successful. Yeah, be the character. And and you got to remember, I remember I got really nervous when 
a long time ago when the it was still in production that they like leaked that they were having problems with all the nine reichs yeah that was, that's bullshit and i was like going oh man i was i'm really concerned about that yeah but the problem dave has never been alden it has to do with the fact that not all actors are great at improv yes that's the problem and this poor alden dude has been a has given has been given an unfair shake before the movie even comes out because he, the rumors were about his acting. Well, the rumor was about his acting because Chris Miller and Go Fuck Yourself Lord it was asking the entire cast to take forty five takes and then improvise. Most actors don't do improv. That's actually that's an actual specific art form. That's an, a totally different acting medium. That's a skill set, <laughs> and it's very very different from the the um the more standard or traditionally trained actors. Most actors can't do that. They need, they need the script. Yeah. They need to follow it. So I, I don't, I don't even, I, I haven't even paid attention to that news very much. But the funny part is that. dude, if, if it comes out that Alden Iger just smashes this out of the park. Oh yeah. What happened? What, what's our thoughts on Phil Lord and Chris Miller at that point? Uh, you know what? I, I think I've already said my, my thoughts on Chris Miller and Phil Lord. I feel like they're a bunch of hacks. they are cartoon directors being asked to do something dude their last movie was 21 jump straight how do you go from and they're not john favreau john favreau is a diverse director that has proven he can jump and do various different things yes yeah and the things he tackles is is always pretty fucking good you have chris miller and phil lord with almost zero true uh track record lego movie and 21 jump straight yeah, that's not much. To I go don't on. even understand Kathleen Kennedy's decision, and we've said that. I, it, it baffles me why she even chose to go with them. I understand that she wanted uh, to do something unique and different, but why? Well, why put the this movie in the hands of people that are kind of relatively unknown? So there's just too many unknown variables. Yeah, and it goes. It goes back to like I've been saying this for a long time. The past couple of episodes, yeah, you I, under, I understand Kathleen Kennedy's motives of trying to bring in these new independent directors in and trying to i guess in a way infuse like a new generation of star wars storytelling into everything but unfortunately you you need someone who has a proven track record that can actually make sure that the storytelling is done well yeah because you can be as unique as you want you can be like you know you can tell the most unique story in the world but if you try to jump into a different avenue and try to tell a story there that's the real challenge Go ahead and tell your own story. That's fine. But try to tell a story that encapsulates an entire franchise. That's right. hard. That's yeah. difficult. Yep. Now, Dave, there has been other news surrounding this red carpet. Not only are there positive reactions coming from the red carpet, but also there's some faces that have popped up on the red carpet that has created a bit of a stir. Yes. Uh, yep. And uh, I don't know if we, you know what? It's not a spoiler because it's not confirmed. No, it's but not. Confirmed. I'm warning people now. I know people are very, very adamant about not knowing anything. I don't feel like this is a spoiler. It's just speculation. It's no different than what we do with this show. Yeah. And you got to remember but, that basically people, people did the same thing in the past Star Wars films. Like people showed up at the red carpet and said, oh, since he's here, he right. must be there. And ends up not being true. No. Okay, however, for some reason, Ewan McGregor <laughs> walked the red carpet for Star Wars Solo. Because he is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Now, this has led a lot of people to speculate. Does Ewan McGregor have a cameo as Obi-Wan Kenobi? Now, we know Obi-Wan Kenobi did not meet Han Solo until New Hope. That's fine, but he could still be in a cameo and be in a scene without having Han Solo meet him. Yeah. Now, truthfully, I would like to see something like that. I'm not a big fan of fan service. I, I, I feel like shows and movies should stand on their own two feet, but this is what we were sold. This is the bill of goods we were sold, David. Way back when Lucasfilm was sold to Disney, the reason why I was all for it is because I wanted that big interconnected world. I wanted them just the way, just like what Marvel Studios has done and where they managed to kind of put other characters in each movie for the most part. 
that's why I was sold on this because I liked what they were doing and I felt like it would be cool to see some characters return. And we haven't seen that yet. We have not seen a truly connected universe. Yes, we've seen it with the with the side media comics and uh, the cartoon Star Wars Rebels books. But when it comes to the movies, we haven't really seen that that truly connected universe yeah and and yes we've had easter eggs we've had easter eggs in a lot of the movies have we well we got some in rogue one continuing uh for rebels darth vader i guess right yeah and we had the sub we had uh hera's, hera's name name drop but those are those are easter up. eggs those aren't those true, are easter eggs those aren't true Nick Fury is going to show up at the end of the movie moment or Tony start popping in uh, for whatever reason. We haven't got that. And that's kind of what we were sold. We were sold that they were going to be doing things the exact same way that Marvel yes. Studios was. And for them to find a way to put Obi-Wan in this movie would make a lot of sense. And it would give it that that cohesiveness. It would connect the prequels in in, in a way that, again, that I feel Last Jedi did great in this aspect with the conversation with uh, between Luke Skywalker and Ray and him actually mentioning Palpatine's name, you know, Darth Sidious and using that as a way to finally connect the, the Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker movies with the prequels yeah. was so fantastic. So if they can do the same thing to add that cohesiveness and have Obi-Wan in a scene for whatever reason, I feel like it would be super fantastic. And there's a few other characters i wouldn't mind seeing in this cami or in in this movie i should say in a way to create that cohesive uh universe that we keep hearing about dave but before we go into mine i know you have a list of characters what are what characters would you that would that makes sense makes would sense. you like to see from other movies in this in star wars I should say solo a Star Wars movie. And we're we're only sticking to characters in movies, right? Yeah, Best let's not talk about legends cuz those again yeah. that I think those are easter eggs a those little are bit. Easter eggs. Yeah, but I'm talking about things that the mainstream would even say, "Oh, yeah, that's cool." I would, that they would get it. Okay. You're, you when we're talking about a story centered around Han Solo, I definitely want three characters. My three top characters. Number 1, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Jabba the Hutt. All right, go ahead. Java. Number two, I'm in the. What about Jabba's, what about Jabba's uncle? <laughs> no, 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 definitely not. No, definitely not. <laughs> but mm, I, Jabba, <laughs> I, I think maybe if they killed him, oh, maybe if they killed him, David, <laughs> but, come on, but that's very violent. Number two is basically everyone's go-to, which is Boba Fett. We've wanted to see more Boba Fett and any of the bounty hunters. Okay. Um, okay, can I voice an opinion on that one? Sure. Okay, the only thing I feel about that is if they're going to bring him in, he has to have bearing on the story, I feel. I wouldn't want a, just a cameo because we've had just cameos of Boba Fett now. So many times. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they've kind of ruined his character a bit, in my opinion. They brought him back as some stupid Louisiana kid for some reason. It made no sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to shoot him. Louise is here. What was her name? I don't know. He what was the the name of uh, Anna oh Louise God. or the the clone the cloning aliens? I forgot. His, the I name. forgot. I forgot what it was. It, they, they've kind of stumbled a bit with Boba Fett. Yes, since Return of the Jedi, even with the special edition, bringing him in was cool to see him in New Hope. But that was a cameo, and it felt like fan service, which works. Do we really want more moments where he looks at the screen? That's why I'm saying if they bring him in, which I'm I'm inclined to agree with you. I think we're going to see Boba Fett. I think it's a given if they don't put Boba Fett in this movie, you're going to see a lot of fans scratch their head and wonder, OK, wait, you have Lando, you have Chewie, you have Han Solo. We're led to believe that we that Boba Fett has this relationship with Solo that's very antagonistic, like an arch nemesis of sorts. Right. Yeah. And then we're not going to explore that. So I feel like it would be a missed opportunity. But if they do bring him in. It has to have some bearing. Yeah. Right? It does have to have some Do you bearing. agree with that or do you disagree? No, or I agree are you, with Or that. would you be okay with just a cameo? No, no, no. I don't want him, just like what you said, I don't want the atypical Boba Fett scene that we have all seen where he just shows up, looks at the camera, yeah. nod, and then walks away. Right. That doesn't make any sense anymore. No. We, I wanted, like, when this, first, when this movie first came out, everyone was talking about the good, the bad, and the ugly. It was going to focus on Han Solo, 
Lando, and Boba Fett. The good, the bad, and the ugly. I was like, that sounded cool. Well, you remember that that was kind of the rumors that leaked after Josh Trank got fired from Star Wars and he was supposed to tackle the unknown standalone Star Wars movie. And there were a lot of rumors saying he was the one that was going to direct the Boba Fett movie, the Boba Fett movie. And then when they fired Josh Trank, the rumors switched to saying, well, now what they're going to do is they're going to combine the two movies together. Solo and Boba Fett. Yes. And if you look at all the previews that have been released it's much like many of the other previews that has been released. They only show you very small sections of the movie. For the most part, the previews we see that we've seen usually is the first 10 minutes of a movie. If you've noticed last Jedi trailer was a little different. We saw some last, some of those fight scenes on, on crate. Is that what's called? Yes, crate? crate. But for the most part, they show you the opening 10, 15 minutes in their previews for the most part, for the most part. So there's a lot of story that we're just not seeing in these trailers. So they could easily make this be that Boba Fett's involved in some way, which would be cool. That's yeah. what that's what I want. Yeah. And well, we're going to know. We're going to find out soon here. And a third one is a bit of a surprise because I really thought about this surprise. The past month. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of a toss between two characters. And it would it would make sense because I started thinking about it. Right. Was I would like to actually see. Uh. Jen Erso, or or even uh, uh, Jen asshole? You mean uh, Forrest Whitaker? I would like character. to see Jen's asshole. <laughs> Jen's asshole. I want to see Jen's asshole make a cameo. I I'd love to actually sparkle on that. Yeah. Asshole. Oh. Oh. <laughs> but I want to tickle asshole. Or even or even Forrest Whitaker's character because I can't remember his name. That's the sad part. Right. That's now. all right. Yeah. But I know. Forrest Whitaker's character would fit perfectly in this type of storytelling. You're telling a story about the seedier part and the darker part of star wars at this time the empire is under complete uh, has the universe under complete control the one thing forrest whitaker's character was harping about that's going to happen and you want to talk about a story about a character who's free-spirited and goes against the grain of everything yeah forrest whitaker's character would fit perfectly in that in in, in this movie i can't disagree and those are pretty much in line with my cameo choices as well and and i hate saying cameo i wouldn't mind seeing characters play actual important roles in some way even if it's a five or ten minute sequence i would love to see number one jenner so i would love to see cassian i would like to see characters from rogue one i feel yeah, like it would make a lot of sense uh, the time period is kind of in around all the same air time periods with it's within five to six years so it all works. And I think if you bring in characters like that, there would be that consistency. And we would start seeing that connected universe that we were promised. Yes. It works. And I think Jen Erso is a good, it would be a good choice, especially since we know at this time she's on the run. She's being a, a rebel rebel. Like she's not connected to any one group. She's kind of just living in the underbelly of society. So her character would actually make sense to see. Yeah. Um, K2SO would be fun to see. Um, Darth Vader, of course. I mean, that's a given, but I don't think we're going to see him again. It, it's hard because, like, the, the whole story about Han Solo it should be taken away from the Force, in my right. opinion. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I don't want, I, I don't think we need to see the mysticism, yeah, the mysticism. Of, of, of the Force in this movie. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be a deal breaker to have a mention of it. I mean, it's part of the world and it makes sense, but I don't think that's this type of movie. Like we're dealing with something very different. So that's what all I want. I want cameos that make sense or appearances of characters that would make sense and, and kind of deliver on the promise of a truly connected universe and, and possibly set the table or lay the groundwork for ongoing connected universe movies where we see these characters cross over. We already know that Felicity Jones signed a three picture contract, uh, much like Aldrin did. Aldrin yep. also signed a three picture contract and that that can be taken a few different ways that can be taken as, hey, they're covering their bases, which is pretty standard when you're dealing with a major franchise. Typically, you have actors sign three picture contracts so that if something does happen they have them here they yes. have them sign and say hey you know what this really worked out we're going to find a way to do this now felicity jones probably um her three picture contract can be anything maybe part of her contract is to be in these standalone movies maybe she will pop in and that'll be part of her her three picture deal P three picture deal and it would make sense yeah it would 
I, I really would like to see that. Now, there is rumors, again, as I was saying, to see Obi-Wan, which would make sense. We're running out of time. I had a few more topics I want to get into about that, but we're going to have to get it get it covered during a different or later date. Uh, but the next show we do, Dave, the next show we do, and I can't say when it's coming. Oh, it'll be out before, <laughs> before it'll be out on Tuesday. Yes. And what is it going to be? The review of Solo, a Star Wars story. I can't wait. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm ex- I, I I didn't want to go into this movie excited. I didn't either, Dave. Because there's so much writing on it now. <laughs> so. I know. So I want to thank everybody for listening. Please find us on Stitcher and iTunes. Just search Star Wars from the Back to Tank. Thank you, David. Thank you. May the force be with us. Get more Star Wars discussions every month with the Back to Tank Patreon exclusive shows. From Star Wars comics and book reviews to speculative discussions and breakdowns. All when you pledge to our Patreon page. What? Go to patreon.com slash Digital for more details. As you wish. Hello, this is Stormtrooper 1. And if you've missed any portion of the show, you can always head over to fromthebacktotank.com and uh, listen to the show at your leisure. On Stitcher, Smart Radio, Stitcher.com, search BAFTA, and add us to your favorites. Thank you. And uh, listen responsibly. And may the force be with you. And long live. Thank you for listening to From the Back to Tank. And From the Back to Tank is executive produced by Michael Flores and Dustin Lucas. Hosted by Michael Flores. David Zabal. You can find out more about our show by going to www.fromthebacktotank.com. You can also find us on Twitter at FromBackToTank, as well as Facebook, facebook.com slash FromTheBackToTank. <laughs>